Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. Today, we're talking about a town in the West Valley. It's called Buckeye. Today's question came from... My name is Cody Peterson, and I live in Buckeye, Arizona. And his question is... How did Buckeye, the city of Buckeye, get its name? Uh, Did it have anything to do with the uh, the state of Ohio? And what's the history associated with uh, the name in the town? Here to answer his question is producer Taylor Seeley. Hello, you're Taylor. I am Taylor. Thank you so much for speaking with me, Merrimack. You're very welcome. I like talking about Buckeye. (laughs) That's Buckeye Mayor Jackie Meck, or soon to be former mayor of Buckeye. He chose not to run again, so he's winding down right now. Uh, My grandparents came here from Tennessee in early 1900s. I was born in 1941, so I've been here my entire life. Mayor Meck was raised in Buckeye and has been the town's mayor since 2004. He was also mayor before that, from 1973 to 1975, and he served on the city council. So he knows the area and its history very well. The story of Buckeye's name goes back to the late 1800s. It starts with a few men and a canal. Mainly Monroe Jackson. And he was Ohio. Yes, Buckeye was named after a Hawaiian, along with a guy named Joshua Spain and a Henry Mitchell. Uh, they built the Buckeye Canal, uh, which was an irrigation canal, dirt, and that was built in May 28, 19, or 1885. The buckeye is a species of tree common in the state of Ohio. The tree's seeds look like large deer eyes, or buck eyes. Of course, today, it's also Ohio State University's mascot named Brutus Buckeye. And it's a delicious chocolate and peanut butter dessert. If you haven't had one, I highly recommend it. Anyway, Maley Jackson, who built the canal with his partners, was from Ohio, and that's why he called the canal the Buckeye Canal. A few months later in September, a man named Mose E. Clanton founded the Buckeye Canal Company. He went by Emmy Clanton, and he paid Jackson and his partners $300 for the canal. The canal was completed in 1886. It's about a 21-mile canal. It comes from roughly Litchfield Road uh, west to the Hacienda River, which is roughly 21 miles. According to the City of Buckeye's website, the Clanton family had a tradition of, quote, settling places. So when Emmy Clanton purchased the canal company, his brother Tien, which stood for Thomas Newt, followed along. He applied for the U.S. Post Office in Buckeye. Tien called that post office the Buckeye Post Office, named after the canal and the canal company. The official date of the Buckeye Post Office was March 10, 1888. 
Tien was also the man who filed for the official plat of the city. That's the thing that registers with the government, hey, we're here, we exist. Technically, it was Tien and also another man named O.L. Mahoney. Why all these guys back then went by initials is beyond me, but that's a question for another episode. So Tien and O.L. filed the plat in 1888. And guess what they named it? Well, if you guessed Buckeye, you're wrong. Clanton called the town at that time. He named it Sydney. We don't have any idea, no one does, why he called it Sydney, because the post office was Buckeye and the canal company was Buckeye Irrigation Company. So people called the town Buckeye just because it was Buckeye Canal and Buckeye Post Office. So while the town was technically called Sydney, everyone referred to it as Buckeye. So much so that eventually it was renamed. So in 1910, local residents officially named the town Buckeye from Sydney. They changed it. The town was incorporated in 1929. So that's the history of Buckeye. A clip in the Arizona Republic, then called the Arizona Republican, had a subtitle that said, quote, Hereafter, Buckeye will be Buckeye. Sydney is only a memory. I asked Mayor Meck the second part of Cody's question about whether or not Buckeye has a large Ohio transplant population. And he wasn't really sure. So I went to Scott Wilkin over at the Maricopa Association of Governments. I found out that only 1.9% of Arizona's state population includes people born in Ohio. When people do move out of Ohio, they tend to go to the East Coast or sometimes Florida. Even though Buckeye doesn't have too many Ohio transplants living there, the city loves to welcome Ohio tourists. Merrimack told me about some festivities that the city had held and hosted for visitors from Ohio. Here's Deanna Kupsik, the president and CEO of the Buckeye Valley Chamber of Commerce, with the details. Um, when Ohio State would play in the Fiesta Bowl or if we would have the national championship game or, you know, when they would come to town, a lot of people would show up in Buckeye just to get something that said Buckeye, Arizona, because Ohio State is the Buckeye State. That gathering of Ohio tourists started something of a loosely held tradition. In the book called Images of Buckeye, written by Verlene Meck, Merrimack's wife and president of the Buckeye Historical Society, an image from 2003 documented one of the gatherings. The Chamber of Commerce, Main Street, and some of the local businesses got involved. One of our businesses actually um, was located downtown, made t-shirts and said that if they brought their Ohio driver's license to Buckeye, that he would give them t-shirts. And they and this one year they had a line wrapped around the building. It was very popular. He even went out and bought pizza and took it and <laughs> handed it out. The he Deanna is referring to is Levi Beard, the owner of the t-shirt printing company. I spoke to him, too. And we officially called it Buckeyes in Buckeye Day. And it just it was just something that kept growing and growing and growing. 
and I, and I believe the last year we gave away probably 4,000 shirts. Oh my gosh, that is a lot of shirts. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, we, we brought extra people in to get them printed. Um, they were actually having to wait in line outside. It, it, the line of people ran out the door. And uh, a block and a half up the street, we had uh, television and radio stations um, came in the store. We did interviews. I did live radio interviews um, from Ohio with DJs. They were based in Ohio. And we made the connection with the city of Buckeye and being founded by citizens from Ohio. And, and that's really how the whole thing got put together. Levi, in addition to being a business owner, was also the vice mayor at the time. So he obviously loved to promote the city. My goal is, I said, I guess would be for somebody from Ohio to come out and visit us and end up buying a house here. And one of the people standing in line said, we were out last year and fell in love with it, and we bought a winter home here. Levi doesn't keep in contact with the Ohio family who bought their winter home in Buckeye. But I'd say that was a pretty successful event if people were willing to buy a home here. Or maybe they're just really obsessive Buckeye fans. My, my wife kept telling me, she said, these football fans, she says, they're kind of crazy. I said, they're having a good time. And I'm... Um, I mean, having lined up out in the street and some of them having to wait two hours to get shirts. Um, they were waving and honking the horns at the other cars driving up and down the street. Um, some of them even took the license plates off of their cars because it was an Ohio plate and they did not have an Ohio driver's license. But they wanted a free shirt. And we brought bought pizzas and had it delivered and actually made a kind of a tailgate party out in the parking lot. So it turned out to be a big event, and we ended up doing little games downtown. One year, the Ohio State pep rally band came out when, you know, they were here. And it just was, um, just tried to do something fun for them. Deanna told me the times when the gatherings were more spontaneous were when they were at their best. When the city tried to formalize them, it just didn't quite have the same authentic feeling. And eventually, they stopped happening. But maybe, one day, they'll pick up again. So, that's the story. Buckeye used to be called Sydney, even though it was really known as Buckeye. That became official in 1910, and the city was incorporated in 1929. The city does have connections to Ohio. Well, Taylor, thank you for explaining where Buckeye's name comes from. Listeners, if you liked this episode, you might also like our episode about why Phoenix is called Phoenix. We dropped that episode way back in May 2019, so you'll have to scroll back a bit in your podcast app to find it. But while you're there, give us a rating and a review. That really helps our show and our newsroom. If you want to take it a step further, you can subscribe to the Arizona Republic by going to azcentral.com slash join. That's all we have for this week. See you on Monday.